From Leader Me Studios, I'm Molly Garcia. This is the Empowering Teacher for Elementary. Today, we invite you into a conversation around the paradigm of change. It's a mindset we choose that keeps us from blaming others and staying away from looking outside of ourselves for the solution. We gain clarity around the things that matter most by first looking at ourselves. Today, we get to hear from two elementary practitioners, Anna Arias and Gabby Trudeau, from Fallbrook STEM Elementary School in Southern California. They're making this happen today in the classroom. And to set us up for our conversation, I'm here with Dr. Eve Miller, Franklin Covey's Director of Research. Okay, Eve, what research do we have around modeling this paradigm for students and where can teachers embed this into their daily practice? Hey there, Molly. Yeah, I am excited to talk about this because the paradigm of change is closely related to a term from developmental psychology called locus of control. Locus of control is like our internal compass that tells us the level control we have over the things that happen in our lives. And there are two main types, internal and external. With an internal locus of control, we tend to believe that we have a lot of control over what happens to us. We think that our actions our decisions and efforts can directly impact our life. And with an external locus of control, we might believe that most things happen due to luck, fate, or Mm -hmm. other people kind of acting on us. We feel like we have less control over our lives. And while both are important, it is critical to long-term success that we help students develop their internal locus of control. So how do we build this internal locus of control in our elementary learners. Students begin to develop skills that help them grow their internal locus of control. They learn how to discern what is their responsibility and how choices impact their result. I see the elementary years as a critical time period for helping students develop their sense of external versus internal control and the environments they are in as they learn and interact with peers is an ideal place to help them develop these positive beliefs about what will serve them the rest of their lives. Okay, you have our attention here. So (laughs) what are some of those research-based practices that are most effective? Well, let's just talk about why these are important so we can bring intentionality into growing internal locus of control through some of these things. So the three that come to mind are decision-making, problem-solving, and reflection. So let's start with the most basic, decision-making. providing students with meaningful opportunities to select, to choose how to share learning, how to take on an activity or which materials to use. This may seem so simple, but that opportunity to do things that are meaningful to them, to bring themselves into it, those small choices help them to see how decisions have an impact and how they are capable of making those decisions for themselves. And now building from there for problem solving by asking more open-ended questions that not only opens up to discern the amount of learning, but it also gives them a chance to solve problems when you put out questions that don't have one right or wrong answer. Things like, how many ways can you do this or that? You know, a common object in the classroom, like what could you do with this, right? Like there's so many different ways. And then you can reflect on how you would solve that problem or how you might go about it and think through the consequences of the choices that you make. So bringing in reflection to help them think through the internal dialogue that helps to build an internal locus of control. 
So good. I love all of this. It's what our teachers are doing right now in the classroom. So what great affirmation Mm -hmm. for them. These skills and a deeper understanding about the paradigm of change will certainly help the types of maps that we give students. Eve, thank you so much. I'm excited to jump into conversation with our guest, Anna and Gabby, around practical ways to bring this research to life. Anna and Gabby, welcome to the Empowering Teacher Podcast. Thank you, Molly. Thank you for having us. It is fantastic to be with you today. Let's jump right into our conversation with the question, why is it important to teach students and staff about the paradigm of change? Well, as a Lighthouse School, our focus is definitely on leadership development and ensuring that all of our students really do feel empowered. So as a leader, I think for me, it is very important for me to lead with intentionality. Um, it is super critical that I model that leadership to staff. I really not only have to model it, but I do believe that everyone is a leader. And this message has to be verbalized and vocalized as often as I can to students and to staff. And the way I relay this message organically is just through my actions, whether it is at a staff meeting or when I am out talking to students or having student groups in my office. I need everyone to really see that, that I truly believe, and we all truly believe that you, the student, the teacher, have the power to change systems um, in order to help them benefit our school community and help us thrive and become the best we can be. You mentioned teachable moments. So how do we teach the paradigm of change to students in just a way that doesn't feel like it's adding one more thing to that already full schedule? So in the classroom, I often teach the paradigm of change by incorporating it into my morning meetings or restorative justice circles. And uh, it really only takes 10 to 15 minutes in the morning or during transitions after lunch or recess. And once you really teach this to students as like a norm at the beginning of the school year, it often becomes very natural and just becomes a part of your schedule and something you do. So break that down for us, Gabby. How do you set this up in your classroom at the beginning of the year? That's the first part. And then, it, and then what does it look like towards the end of the year? So in the beginning of the year, I'll often theme morning meetings. So would you rather Wednesday or Tolerance Tuesday? And I use this as a way of getting to know students and fostering their positive relationships. But also like students are able to take Tolerance Tuesday and I'll ask students how they can do something nice for someone today. And then they often can take initiative and do that themselves. And they really leave the classroom practicing that skill. And then by the middle or the end of the year, it it will often adjust to meet the students' current needs. And it just, they take charge and they really lead the morning meetings. And I really just facilitate it and it creates autonomy in the classroom. Oh, I hear student ownership, student empowerment in that, Gabby, so deeply. So talk to us about what are key points that teachers share are important about feeling empowered to teach this paradigm? So when you hear that, sometimes the initial reaction is student empowerment, development. Wow, that's just one more thing. But the reality is that teachers, when they feel supported, which is something that I can offer, they start to realize that when we as a school foster that environment of leadership and change, where we all together synergize and we create a safe environment where We trust each other. We respect each other, including administration, students, and staff. 
we continue to build these relationships and we offer each other opportunities to nurture this type of environment, this climate and school culture, where we can have courageous conversations and students start to understand that it just becomes who we are. And so for me, as again, the site leader, it's important for me to model it through something as simple as a staff meeting, starting all of our staff meetings with five minutes of fun, ensuring that sometimes I myself show that vulnerable side of me. We all do. And we learned that we can give ourselves permission to have some fun as we build these relationships. And I can also support them by understanding that during their PLC time, they really do have that time to plan and practice this also so that they understand that these conversations about leadership are encouraged. And with my modeling and support that um, it just becomes of our school culture and it just becomes really natural and organic and everybody thrives. Thank you for sharing that on it. And that leads right into this question around results. What results are you seeing in the classroom and school-wide when students embrace this paradigm? Well, in the classroom, I really see that it creates an environment where students can take initiative in their own learning. It teaches students resourcefulness and to really solve their own problems and how to help and support one another. And when students learn that in the classroom, they take that with them to becoming individuals outside of the classroom. And they really make those conscious choices within themselves to make a difference. And the way we see that is not just in the classroom, but making a difference. They they actually see that they are difference makers, not only in the classroom, but outside the classroom as a school. So um, it's really interesting because we had a um, recycling initiative that came through here in California. And all of a sudden, we had to change our systems at lunch and our races. And without skipping a beat, teachers, when they heard the new program, right away, somebody stepped up and said, I'll take on this action team and let me find my student volunteers. And of course, the students said, I want to help. And I want to be on the green team and I will model this and teach the kindergartners and um, everyone across the board, just that whole alignment school-wide. Everybody just took change into their own hands. They saw the need, they embraced it, and they acted naturally, organically, because it's what we do. Anna and Gabby, thank you for shining the light on what happens when we choose to bring the paradigm of change to our students. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners. Keep shining. You've got this.